read out of 1 Corinthians. Chapter number 11. I did have something else exciting to announce to you is that uh, next month we are going to be able to uh, pay the church off for the first time in 19 years we'll be debt free. God's been good to us, hasn't he? And, uh, I'm trying to get with uh, Brother Tim, call him, my pastor, 19 years ago when we had our church dedication. Uh, he come and preach the dedication. I'm trying to get with him to come. And, uh, we'll do a mortgage burning ceremony and let him preach to us. And, uh, we'll have a good time in the Lord. I was asking Brother Brian on the phone yesterday. I said, how do you do a mortgage burning? He said, get you one of them metal cans, make you a copy of it put it in the can and burn it. I said, I just don't want to be setting no uh, smoke, <laughs> smoke alarms off in the house. He said, well, just one little thin sheet of paper. It shouldn't set nothing off. But uh, anyway, it's a happy time, happy occasion. And uh, who knows, in the uncertainty of, uh, of the day that we live in, God may be helping us pay it off just in time. So. Uh, I just thank him for his goodness. He's been a good God to us. And, uh, it's something worth celebrating. First Corinthians chapter number 11. We'll begin reading with verse number 1. It reads like this, Be followers of me, even as I also am of Christ. Now I praise you, brethren, that you remember me in all things and keep the ordinances as I as I have delivered them to you. But I would have you to know that the head of every man is Christ. The head of the woman is the man. The head of Christ is God. I want to use for our key text there in verse number three, but I would have you to know that the head of every man is Christ. The head of the woman is the man head of Christ is God. I want to preach on this thought with it being Father's Day. Lord, anoint our heads. Yes. Lord, anoint yes. our heads. Father, we thank you for your word this morning. God, I ask you one more time, very humbly, that you would touch me. You would anoint me to preach from the eternal, the holy, the everlasting gospel. I pray you'll anoint our ears to hear what the Spirit would say to the church. I pray, oh God, you'd pour your Spirit out upon us in this setting of a Sunday morning church service today. God, that we would all feel the touch of God upon our lives. God, I know there's somebody here that most likely needs to be saved and born again. And you're a Savior, and as you fall by the power of the Holy Spirit this morning, I pray you'll save those that are lost. And I pray, God, as I, I'm almost sure that uh, somebody here needs a miracle in their body, a miracle of healing. I pray today that they would leave well and whole in their body. God, do what needs to be done in me. 
Draw me closer to you. Make me more like you is my prayer. And God, anoint our heads this morning in Jesus' name. If you love him, would you say amen? Amen. It's praying over a theme, over the theme of Father's Day, asking the Lord to allow me to speak to the hearts of men who I believe to be men of God this morning, to challenge our hearts from the Word. God laid this text upon my, my heart. Do you realize we are living in an hour, but it's more than this hour. It's really been from the beginning of time uh, because God ordained man. God created Adam and ordained him to be the head of the woman, which was to be his wife, the bride, and their union, Adam being the head and the wife being the bride, Paul said, was a mystery that God used as the symbol between Christ and the church. And again, he reaffirms that in verse 3, the head of the, he said, the head of every man is Christ, and the head of the woman is the man. He uses the symbolism there again. and So I, I believe the reason that Satan hates man and hates masculinity is because he hates the church and he hates God. And when he comes against a man, or I, I'm saying in this hour, masculinity, it is a, it is a direct affront and an attack against God himself. I was uh, on the way home, went to a pastor's conference in Tyler, Texas, which is about 45 minutes southeast or, yeah, southeast of Dallas. So it's a good drive, but I stopped in Hattiesburg on the way home, which is only about three hours, and uh, got something to eat. And two of the young men were uh, that were waiting tables in that restaurant yesterday were uh, real prissy. I'll just put it that way. And they, didn't, they made no, uh, no apologies for it. They were, uh, they were real prissy. And uh, soft is a good word. And they carried themselves and acted like women. And it seems like the table, I was right next to the booth where they would get people and see them. So those guys stood right next to me about half the time. And knowing what I was going to preach today in the spirit realm, I was almost, I wasn't talking to myself, but I was talking to the devil. Coming back from a pastor's conference full of the Holy Ghost. And I was telling him, I'm going to do everything in my power, devil, to make sure that God's got men. Men in this country. Men in every home. Men in every church. It's going to stand for what's right. It's going to stand for the word of God. You can walk all the way back to when the children of Israel were slaves in Egypt. And because or in their hardship or in their difficulty, God made them to increase. The more the enemy tried to put them down and persecute them and defeat them, the more God would bless them. And so the enemy devised a plan. He said, 
you know, these people are outnumbering us. They're stronger than us. They're more powerful than us. And if they ever wake up to that fact, we don't stand a chance. I would like to say that again to the church this morning. We may not outnumber the world, but we are mightier. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. We are mightier. We are stronger. And like uh, uh, Caleb and Joshua said to the children of Israel, we are more than able to take the land that God has given us. And he said if they ever wake up to the fact that they're mightier than us, that they're stronger than us, we're, we're done for. He said, I'm going to decree a law in the land to kill every male child born of the Hebrews. I want you to kill every boy that's born to the Hebrews and we'll do away with this nation. Now, I, I know there's a typology of the sin of abortion bound up in there. But I, more than that, I believe there's a typology of an attack against masculinity. Kill the, the masculinity of a nation. Kill off the men so that they will no longer be men and you won't have a nation. That is the importance of this day. Father's Day. You read in Psalms chapter 133 and verse number 1, it says a song of degrees of David. Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It is like the precious ointment upon the head. We are praying, Lord, anoint our heads. It's like the precious ointment upon the head that ran down upon the beard, even Aaron's beard that went down to the skirts of his garments as the dew of Hermon, as the dew that descended upon the mountains of Zion, for there the Lord commanded the blessing, even life forevermore. I want to say to every man here this morning, you are the head. The husband is the head of the wife. And as the head, God has ordained for you to be the head. Or God has ordained that you would lead spiritually. God has ordained that your family would follow after you. Would take your lead. Follow your example. Would aspire to be what you reach for. That is the ordained will of God. Are there mighty women of God? You better believe it. Have, has God used women mightily in the Bible? Absolutely. And will continue to use women mightily in these last days? The scripture says so. But in the family unit, uh, God has ordained you as the head. If your wife is a spiritual giant, it does not mean that God has ordained her to lead you. I want to say that again. If your wife is a spiritual giant, it does not mean that God has ordained your wife to lead you. As men of God, you're the head. And God poured the oil out upon the head of Aaron, he, who was a type of the church, the ministry in the church. It ran down his beard, flowed down his garments to the skirt of his garment, 
all the way to the uttermost hem or border. I want to tell every man here this morning, God wants to pour the Spirit of God out upon your life. God's will is for you to be saved and absolutely full of the Holy Ghost. God wants you to be full, and because you're full, he wants to bless your house. He wants to bless your wife. He wants to bless your children and your grandchildren. If you were to pertain that to ministry, God poured the oil out. God challenged my heart this weekend, being in that pastor's conference that I was praying in the altar. God said, if you'll allow me to fill you, if you'll allow me to pour my spirit out upon you as the head of that church, uh, I'll bless everybody in the pew because of it. I'll bless every deacon. I'll bless every Sunday school teacher. I'll bless every ministry in the house. Uh, if you'll let me bless you. If you'll let me fill you. If you'll let me pour my spirit out upon you. What can be said uh, as the head of the church can and must also be said uh, as the head of the house. If you read in Psalms 23, it says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil and my cup runneth over. There's something about this anointing being poured out upon the head. Christ is the anointed one. He's the head of the church. And the Bible said he's the head of the man. But the man is the head of his wife. The man is the head of his children. He's the head of his house. He's the head of his, of his home. And men of God ought to rise up in this hour of an attack on masculinity, listen, you say what you want, but Obama and Biden have been anointed agents of hell, of the bottomless pit of hell, to attack masculinity. Some of their main agendas has been to promote transgenderism and homosexuality. To put it in your face, uh, to put it in every textbook, uh, to put it uh, out there and make it the law of the land. It is an affront against God. It is an attack upon your home, upon your children, upon the church and the future of the church. Uh, I want to tell you, God said, in the last days I'll pour out of my spirit uh, upon all flesh. And I want to tell you, when God is in an hour that he wants to pour out his spirit upon all flesh. He wants to start with the head. I believe we would see a greater capacity of a revival if men if men would stand up and say God if you're looking for somewhere or somebody to pour the Holy Ghost out upon today here I am. I'll lead my house. I'll be a leader on my job. I'll be a leader in the classroom. I'll be a leader in my community. I'll be a leader in my church. I'll lead the next generation into a move of God. 
If we don't, who will? If we don't, who will? An attack upon masculinity. An attack upon our manhood is more so an attack against the church. Thou anointest my head with oil. Is there anybody here this morning that would love for God to anoint your head? For God to anoint your head, that shepherd, that sheep was bothered by flies. I'm, I've read commentary where flies would actually light upon their nose and little lay eggs and the eggs would hatch and go up into the sinus cavity into the brain of that sheep and they would literally butt their heads against rocks and into trees that would literally torment them and drive them crazy till the sheep had to be put down so a good shepherd and we sang that we have a good father and Jesus said I am the good shepherd that gives his life for the sheep. He will anoint the head of that sheep with oil. It was a, an ointment and he would rub that sheep's head and face with that ointment and it repelled the flies. It repelled that, uh, that nuisance, that torment, that that would try to torment the sheep and literally causing to nearly take his own life from the torment of it. I want to tell you, if you allow God to, uh, to anoint you as the head, your home, I'm not a prophet, but I feel like I'm prophesying to you. Your home, if you'll allow God to anoint you this morning, will know more peace than you've ever known before. I feel God when I'm saying it. I said your home will know more peace than it's ever had before. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you'll come help me, Kirsten, I just feel led to close out this morning. If you will, stand with me. I want to tell you something. There's young men here today and you need to be saved. You need to be saved. If you're going to be any similitude of a leader in your home, you never will be until you're born again. If you ever expect God to anoint your head, the head of man is Christ. He is the anointing. He is the anointed one of God. And you have to believe upon him to be saved. And more than that, not only do you have to ask him to come and be your savior, to wash you from your sin in his own blood, then you have to ask him to be your Lord. He's going to say to you, if you love me, then keep my commandments. Walk in my words and obey my statutes. And you will walk in my anointing. 
Bible said if we walk in the light as he is in the light, then we'll have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Don't ever forget there's a, there's a conditional word at the beginning of that verse, if. If we walk in the light as he is in the light. We will have fellowship with him. And his blood will cleanse us from all of our sin. You're here this morning, you need to be born again. There'd be no greater day than to step up to the challenge. The challenge that our nation faces. The challenge that our churches are facing today. The challenge that our homes, our schools, our places of business, society itself, there is a demonic attack on masculinity. If you're going to raise especially boys and teach them how to grow to be young men, you need to ask God today, Lord, anoint me as the head. Pour your spirit out upon me as the head. And I know my first two children were girls and we thought for the longest time that was all we was going to have if we were done two girls but do you know what my prayer was as a dad of two girls I said my wife will teach them how to be women Lord but what my girls look for in a husband let them see it in me so dad even if you've got nothing but a house full of girls what you are as a man is what those girls are going to know a man to be. God wants to anoint you as their head. God wants to help you lead them spiritually into what they should look for in their future for a future husband, a spiritual leader, a man that loves Christ above all and a man full of the Holy Ghost. I want you to be so anointed that when they run fever in the night, you can walk in their bedroom and lay your hand on their fevered brow and rebuke that fever in Jesus' name and see God heal them. You know that's what it is to be anointed? I won't ever forget kneeling at my couch one night. I was praying. The Holy Ghost was falling. I was weeping and speaking in tongues. It was late at night when I got up to go to bed. I wasn't pastor and I was living in Satsum and I was just a member of Fort Lake. But when I got up and turned to go to bed, in my view of vision, I, Caitlin's bedroom door was open. She was in, in there in the, in the baby bed, sound asleep. When I turned to go toward my bedroom, I seen the figure of a man leave from the side of the room that her bed was on go across and it scared me late at night and I jumped the Holy Ghost spoke to me immediately and he said the enemy's in your daughter's room and he's come to afflict her body and he said you go in there and rebuke him I ain't very old in the Lord and I ain't very experienced in rebuking the devil as a new believer 
I seen a man in there, and I'll tell you, I walked in there pretty slow. I'm looking around, thinking he still might be in there in bodily form. I seen something. Nothing's in there. I walk over to the bed, and I, she's sound asleep. I lay my hand on her. She's burning up with fever, just as hot as she can be. I called Kim, got her out of the bed, and she put one of them thermometers. I forget. You know, she put it under her arm or where, but it read 105. She said, we got to get dressed and get to the hospital quick. This fever's dangerous. And I said, wait a minute. I said, the Lord showed me the enemy in this house to afflict our baby. And I said, God told me to rebuke him. And I grabbed her from, from Kim and I held her against my chest and I laid my hand on her head. And I began to pray for her healing and I began to rebuke the devil off of her body. And underneath my hand, I felt her body temperature go to normal. I wasn't a preacher. I was her daddy. And I was full of the Holy Ghost. And I'd just come out of the prayer closet and God was teaching me that he was anointing me as the head to rebuke the devil off of my home. We checked her temperature again. It was perfectly normal. We laid her back down in the bed. She never even woke up through the whole ordeal. We went to bed thanking God. Thanking God. That's the will of God for every one of you this morning. As men of God, there's an attack of hell upon our homes. On our children and grandchildren, God said, I want to anoint you to rebuke it this morning. I wonder if I'm going to do something a little different. I wonder if our men would lead the way to the altar this morning. Ladies, you follow them. Children, if that's your dad, you follow them this morning. I want the men.